0: To the Football Glory Hole Podcast, with well, this is Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Seafish, and I'm joined here as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy?
1: All right, all right. Ooh, Bo is here we go. Well, buddy, as you know all too well we are winding down the 8 or 12 or however many fucking days Hanukkah is and those damn Jews celebrating. (laughs) So I wanted to just take this opportunity to let them know that we too love money. So take a break from the lighting of the candles or the sacrificing the chickens or whatever the hell y'all do and buy an FGH package after all they are on sale and uh come make some money with us and of course i would never leave out our muslim buddies see so you will take a break from killing the jews and uh and <laughs> buy <laughs> your very own fgh uh jew free fgh package and i promise you <laughs> if we don't win you'll get extra virgins to bang in a la heaven so happy hanukkah merry christmas and happy whatever it is you sandy muslims do now whether you are here for the funny
2: <laughs> oh hilarious
1: We're 10 hours from the
2: fucking fun park and you want to bail out. It's called having a sense of humor and laughing. You should fucking try it once in a while. Or
1: you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil
2: doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face.
1: Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better.
2: Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in.
1: That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly monthly and yearly packages to fit your needs go to our website thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way the winning way the football glory hole way and as always here on the sports patio we got the tv's glowing we got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip, choice of the week. Well, thank you very
0: much, sir, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Hanukkah in Kentucky by Schmaltz Brewing Company, two and a half out of five stars. I would have given them the extra half a star, but I was a little too cheap Jew mm-hmm. joke number
1: one. I don't know. That's they've been they've been rolling pretty hot and heavy so far. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, tonight, boys and girls, I'm going to change it up and share with you all the real story of Hanukkah. So Hanukkah started in the second century BC. Where, according to the legend, the Jews rose up against their Greek Syrian oppressors and took over Judea and forced them to abandon uh, their belief and worship Greek gods only. With the punishment of death for all that refused. So the Jews revolted because they loved their God so much that they would rather die than worship another one. Or at least that's the story they like to tell. In reality, the Syrians allowed the Jews to continue to practice their faith, but some understandably started to adopt, you know, the Greek faith and tradition, such as wearing robes, performing nude in public, and, you know, banging those Greek whores. And that pissed off a lot of the traditionalists, so, they had a civil war uh, between the two Jewish factions, and the traditionalists won. And they told the Syrians they needed to take their Zeus dolls and toga robes and at least some of those whores and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then so the Jews rededicated their temple to Yahweh. And so Hanukkah, the Jewish word for dedication, was born, along with another tradition that the Jews would hold very dear. And that is making sure they win all the battles so they can write the history books to make sure they are always the victim and never the bad guys. And then a couple hundred years later, this one Jew was born and he challenged the high priest of the Jewish faith and he spoke thusly. Hey, hey, fellas, I don't know why we have to go on with with the candles and the crappy fried bread. And it's 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 it's, it's eight days of it. Okay, It's, it's too much. I mean, we just do like one day of presents and maybe some Italian food. Mm-hmm. And they literally crucified that dude. So the moral of the story here, boys and girls, is drink your gin and tonica and smoke your <laughs> marijuana and have a happy, happy Hanukkah.
1: You just turned Jesus Christ into a Woody Allen pedophile. <laughs> that, that, I mean, let's piss everybody off tonight, uh, shall
0: we? <laughs> All right, boys and girls, in the podcast now, we're going to go every, and I do mean every game in the NFL, in the air tonight. We're going to get you paid, of course, with those free picks, as we always do. But first, we have to get paid to do that. Here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Texas Fister.
2: Have you been injured in a car wreck that involved an 18-wheeler? It was probably your dumbass fault for trying to cut in on an exit lane at the last second like a fucking asshole. Well, then you need to call me, Bill Cabinet, because I'm the Texas Fister, and I'll shove my fist so far up their ass, they're going to need a lap band for their anal gland when I get done with them. But I'm not just limited to auto accidents. If your husband cheated on you with a fat chick down at the diner with the big tits, I'll fist him. They're going to need separate seats for both butt chicks when I get done with them. If your Uncle Lester turned out to be the molester, I'll fist him. He's going to need a whole side of astroglide and spermicide for where I'm sending him. If your landlord wants fellatio for room and board, fist him. If your wife's tossing another man's dice, fist him. God damn it, if your mother gave all her shit to your brother, fist him. Just call me at 1-800-THE-FISTER and mention Cold Word Glory Hole to get 10% off your first butt-cheek-splitting conviction. That's Cold word Glory Hole for 10% off to make someone's brown hole blue one more time. 10% off your first balloon knot shot with Cold word Glory Hole. Holy shit, Longhorn. That Texas Fister, I have to admit,
0: he's one of my favorite sponsors that we have, <laughs> especially this time of year. I mean... There's nothing better than watching some crappy, you know, TV there with the family on Christmas days and network television You get some Mm. of those fucking scumbag lawyers coming on there and yelling at you through the TV and telling you how they can make you all this money. And they find the most white trash piece of shit people ever (laughs) to be in these commercials. So
1: got to love the Texas Fister, man. Yeah, the Texas Fister. He's probably such a slimy lawyer that he would defend the uh money grabbing jews in a case and also take on a client that is a jew killing muslim he has no (laughs) he has no morals he'll tell he'll take either side he doesn't care (laughs) ladies
2: and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages What's happening? Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse oh. me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! <laughs>
0: Yeah, boys and girls it is time to kick off week 15 in the NFL in the air tonight there are no more before by teams that is over we have two teams that are coming off the bye, and we'll get to them as we get to them as always but we're gonna start up in Cincinnati where those Bengals are now consensus I believe three points yep home <laughs> favorites over those Minnesota Vikings
1: yeah, when we talked this on Monday, the Monday pod look ahead, um, this was one of the games I talked about. Got took Minnesota at three and a half on just kind of, you know, not not we didn't know exactly what quarterback is going to be. It looks like it's going to be uh, Mullins, so you know, it, it's this game doesn't really revolve around what the Minnesota quarterback. It really revolves around. I talked about watching that game last week, and I know his numbers came out good, and obviously the result came out good for Mr. Browning. But he was playing with fire, and I am just going to kind of fade that. And I think these are basically equal teams. You can tell me what the numbers say. I mean, I've got them pulled up too, but, you know, I don't don't notice a whole hell of a lot of difference. And I just think that with the defense of Minnesota – and that pressure attacking style defense that they have going up against an inexperienced quarterback and mr browning although he's played well he is still you know relatively inexperienced i think it can cause some problems enough problems that you know if since he wins maybe they get like a backdoor win and win by you know one two or three uh, and, and if you're getting the protection of three and a half or three, then I feel good about that. My concern obviously in going against Cincy would be the fact that, you know, Browning does have those two awesome receivers to rely on and, and we'll see if Mullins has um, Jefferson. I know he's, he's listed as questionable. Well, I haven't heard. He said he's
2: playing.
1: He does. Okay. That's good. So like that's, you know, that that's a big one. Cause well, like we seen with Browning, He needs those receivers to be successful. Mullins has started games in the NFL, but obviously he'll be way more successful with a receiver like Jefferson out there. And the last thing I'll say is the last two games for Cincy have been against Jacksonville and Indianapolis. And those are a couple of the worst pass defenses that you're going to find in the NFL. So I just think this is a good spot to lean to the dog lean to what I think is the better team um, but um, yeah I, I'm going to lean to Minnesota I don't feel great about it but I am taking that what do you got
0: alright as far as the power ranking numbers there's splits on this one the buckets are on Cincy however our new predictive points model agrees on Minnesota those agreements are 8-3 and three the last two weeks and the Bengals have been better at home outscoring their opponents by 3 points per game while getting outscored by 5 points per game on the road. The Vikings are just the opposite. They have been terrible at home this year, but they have been fucking road warriors, outscoring their opponents 21-17. And they are 5-0 and 2 ATS on the road this season. They are a dome team that was built to play outside because their biggest rival in competition for a decade have been the Packers, so unlike Detroit, they're actually a good organization who understands you can't be built just to play indoors. And that's you play in the NFC North, you got to be able to go outside. I think the Vikings have two advantages here on defense. Number one, they play the most zone defense of anyone in the league with a heavy blitz scheme. Now, Mr. Browning has a hundred and fifty rating versus man coverage because those two awesome receivers he has, but rating versus of uh, seventy versus zone. His worst outing was against Pittsburgh, who plays more zone than man, and you might be thinking, yeah. But Jags plays a lot of zone too, and that's true, but the difference is Jacksonville fucking sucks at it. Minnesota's the number six DVOA defense in the league. Pittsburgh is seventh, and more importantly, Minnesota's fourth in dropback EPA success rate. Pittsburgh's 10th. The Jags are 17th. They're not even in the same universe. And Longhorn, we talked on Monday, also the key driver to success with Browning, has really been kind of the running game and the resurgence of this new running back. Well, Minnesota's 5th in DVLA versus the run, and yes, Jax is better than Minnesota in that metric, but if you really remember in that game, and if you broke it down, Cincy could not run the ball in the first half. They had 41 rushing yards on 11 attempts in the first half. They were moving the ball and supplementing the running game with short passes and then mixing in the intermediate passes from Browning. So the fact that Jacksonville sucks at covering the pass allowed Cincy to stay in that game early, even though they struggled to run the ball. That's not going to be the case with Minnesota. Now, Browning, to his credit, has been incredible so far versus the Blitz. 70.6% completion percentage with 12.5 yards per attempt. And I'm sure you'll hear somebody bring that up who will be on the side of Cincy because Minnesota Blitzes more than any team in the league. So far, Browning's done a great job throwing the ball up to his great receivers versus man coverage versus the Blitz. But that's what makes Minnesota's defense so tough to handle and so good is because they blitz more than anybody, and at the same time, they play more zone defense than anyone. So Brownie's not going to have those one-on-ones. He's going to have to have he's going to have more of a zone blitzing scheme with linebackers and safeties dropping underneath those routes. If he's not aware of that or doesn't see it fast enough, he's either going to get sacked or. I can see him floating one that gets undercut and picked off. And depending on the position of the field, that sets up for a great pick six situation. So I actually bet Minnesota defense anytime touchdown plus 750. I think that's a great
1: bet in this for a long shot here. Well, he I, threw in last week in, in almost the same situation. It was a bad throw. Kind of got – I can't remember if it was – I can't remember exactly why the throw was bad. I don't know if it was behind or whatever, but it's just – it went right to a uh, a uh, defender that was you know just kind of right there ready to make the tackle. Kind of got bounced up to him. Same, I mean, yes, he's he's definitely prone to that for sure.
0: Yeah, because he's he's used to seeing man or blitz and then man, so he throws it up to his great receivers. Well, again, that's not what Minnesota does at all. So he's not he's never seen a scheme like this in the NFL. I think it's going to take him by surprise. I mean, he knows it's coming. They've studied film, but it's different seeing it in the film and actually react to it live in game time for the very first time. So I also lean Minnesota here. My only concern is I just hope that Nick Kiss My McMullins can play steady enough and score enough points to hang in there with his cover. But Cincinnati's defense isn't great, so I think that he can, but it's definitely Minnesota or pass for me. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, those Indianapolis Colts. They are hosting those Pittsburgh Steelers losers, and they are one and a half point home favorites.
1: Yep, and this this is just a spot for me. So go ahead and hit that sounder. Uh, you know, you know me. If I'm if I'm catching Tomlin off two losses as a dog, and when nobody, not only two losses by the way, two losses to uh, maybe the two worst teams. Uh, let me click on this game so I can. I know one was to Arizona. What was the other one? Oh, they lost to New England. So yeah, two worst teams. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So they coming off the two losses to the two worst teams. Nobody's going to want them. It is the perfect spot for Tallman to get them right. Uh, extended rest for Pittsburgh. So they've been, for 10 days, they're going to have to hear Tallman up their ass, tell them how shitty they are, tell them how they need to turn this around. Now, I know that it's going to be Trubisky at quarterback, but honestly, you know, in a spot for Pittsburgh to come back, it really wouldn't matter. Like, if they're going to win a game in a bounce-back spot, it's not going to be because of what their quarterback does. It's going to be because the defense is playing on fire and and they get this done on the defensive side of the ball and just suffocate uh, Indianapolis. Now, the Watt concussion protocol, you know, I'm, I haven't heard exactly if he's a, a for-sure go. I have to believe that he's – It's uh, not a for-sure go. Yeah, I just got to believe that he's going to play. I just – you know – I'm not, sure. I'm not exactly sure how that protocol thing works. Like, I'm not – is there just a, a universal NFL doctor that makes these calls? Is it the team? Like, who – Who? I don't know no, who makes No,
0: it's an independent doctor. They have to pass the initial <clears throat> set so they can practice, but they have to pass all the uh, protocols for, uh, I think, two or three consecutive days and practice, and then they're they're cleared or whatever. It, it's a pretty – it's a pretty extensive protocol at this point not a lot of guys unless they officially go in it not a lot of guys make it out before game day some have though so it's not 100%. I'm not seeing
1: him on the uh, PFF injury list for some reason right now but but anyways um, yeah if he if he goes that it's if he doesn't go then that's uh that's that's problematic because he's kind of like the engine to that defense that makes it go but if he's in there I like Pittsburgh to win this game and I, and if he does Get cleared. I think you see this line. Get closer to pick by um, by kickoff on Sunday. So what do you got? All
0: right, so it is exactly no call by the numbers. The buckets are on Pittsburgh. Uh, the predictive model, which uh, with preventative points built in, is uh, split for the most part as well. But one of the models that has been the most accurate so far likes Pittsburgh. That particular model, uh, Longhorn went 9-1 last week. On all games that were gradable with a gradable delta. So if those results hold true, you and I will be doing this podcast from our own private island somewhere in a couple <laughs> of years. But overall, this game, you know, I was most interested to get your take on it. Uh, I'm not bullish either way. I definitely want to monitor the TJ Watt situation. He's literally the only player on that fucking team that matters at this point. Um <laughs> uh, I'll honestly, probably let the market dictate which side I ultimately land on this one. But you mentioned the Tomlin thing, so there's a couple of different things here. One, the Tomlin narrative is pretty prevalent, but it's also false. Uh, and that's why you see 54% of the tickets on the Steelers, but 60% of the cash on the Colts. So it's the pros versus Joe's split here. Tomlin come off two losses since 2022, which is all I count anymore because Big Ben ain't here no more. He's two and two, ATS and straight up. So very far from the lock that everyone would want you to believe that it is. And I think that's why you get the pros and joes split here. So I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, I, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm gonna bet against it, but what's your what's your ticket cash split? 60-54. four. Sixty cash, fifty four tickets.
1: Who's who's getting the most cash? The Colts. Oh man. See, I'm looking at a screen that has 54.78 and most cash on the on the Pittsburgh. So it's, ugh, I can hate that. Got to get got to get more lined up data here because um, because I, I did look at that and that was one of the reasons I like I liked Pittsburgh, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not bullish either way on the game. Like
0: I said, I ultimately I'm gonna let the market kind of dictate which way I land on this one. Uh, I definitely lean Pittsburgh for sure. Um, well, the
1: market's already dropped a point
0: yeah but that's for a lot of take from what I'm seeing a lot of ticket money and not not the cash so
1: yeah well um yeah and, and if you listen to money's podcast i I did say that Pittsburgh was already one of the one of the legs of the teaser to go ahead and plug in at, at from two and a half to eight and a half so you're, so you're gaining value there and if that does go down like I think it's going to especially if what gets cleared, then, you know, you're looking at a uh, closer to pick by by game time. You're getting huge value on that teaser. It's still in teaser range, so um, if you agree with me, then, then grab that up to 7.5. If you're leaning more towards what Bo C was saying, you're a little scared off on it, then uh, then obviously don't.
0: No, nah, I mean, I still lean Pittsburgh, but I'm just – look, Tom. the whole – and here's the other thing. The regression monster has come for Pittsburgh with all their bullshit wins earlier, so – is it stopping now, or are we are we back even with the football gods? I don't know. I think so, maybe at this point. But, again, I, Pittsburgh could literally look at their schedule. If they don't win this game, they could lose out. They could not win another football game the rest of the year. So, they know they have to have this game. And Tomlin's the best motivator in the business. So,
1: yeah.
0: it'd be hard to go against. And I'm looking at the big board now. It's down to one at Circa, so... I think,
1: Definitely going that way. I
0: think directionally you're right, for sure. And, I I mean, I wouldn't bet – I don't think that I w- – I would not bet on Indy because I'm not going to go against the buckets either way. No. I just don't – I just – I don't trust Tomlin anymore, man. That's not a thing for me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I hear you. I don't trust him, like, blindly in that spot. But coming off two embarrassing losses, it's – if you can't motivate him here, then – I'm
0: I'm serious If they don't win this game I would not be shocked If they lose out If they don't win another game The rest of the season
1: Yeah Because they got Cincy Seattle And Baltimore Um, Yep Yeah It's looking uh,
0: Looking dicey They better get this one So this is another I mean that's another Point to your favor I think this is the spot man They know They've got to fucking Have this game
1: All right.
0: All right. moving on Oh it's your Detroit (laughs) Lions Hosting those Denver Broncos Four point consensus Home favorites
1: God, down to four See, So when I write when I when I wrote this handicap, I was kind of hoping that people would be coming in on Detroit and it would um it would uh, send this line. It tick it up because it was at five when I wrote it. I was kind of hoping it would tick to six, but it looks like that's not gonna happen. It's going the other way. Um uh just four. I hate four. I just and I know they put it in four in the super contest, and I just really wanted it to be four and a half so that I could actually think about taking them. Um, I think at four, I'm going to back off. But you know what's
0: shitty is right now at Westgate, it's four and a half.
1: Yeah, you know, that's what they do. They just kind of try to project or whatever. But um, for for this game specifically, this is a spot versus numbers play. The spot favors Detroit, obviously, bounce back, get right spot versus a team that's been red hot and living off turnovers. Um, So, you know, you kind of think that this is just a get right spot for for detroit uh, but i have to ask myself over the last four or five weeks who's the better team here and and i know the detroit's been or uh, denver's been living off turnovers but they are creating those turnovers and they are and they are playing an offensive style of ball that will not you know uh, it's is not going to turn the ball it running the ball um uh, you know sean payton's got russell playing more like the old russell so I don't think it's completely just, you know, you just chalk it up completely to all they're just getting lucky. You know, there's some of that is, is the way they're playing. Um, but if these teams over the last month or so are kind of close to equal, then, you know, g- getting five points or four and a half or even four, you, I think that 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 pushes me to Denver. Um, so at this, at this number, I can't play it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, you know, play it or anything, but I will lean to Denver at the four, even to three and a half. If it gets to three, I'm out completely and would probably lean to Detroit. Um, but what do you got on this game? I'm, I'm curious to hear what you got.
0: Well, the numbers are split here. There's no buckets, and uh, the predictive model is split here also. And I am too. I, I wrote down I want to hear what Longhorn say, had to say about this game because you've had a really good feel on Denver uh, throughout this year. Uh, you've been pretty good on them um, this year. Look, I came into the week like you, circling Detroit, just because this run of luck that Denver's been on—it's got to stop somewhere. But I'm not sure that this is the spot. Look, I went back and crunched the numbers on Denver's defense because you know Longhorn used to poo-poo all these advanced analytics years ago, but eventually he came to realization that you know they're more accurate than what we actually see when we watch the games. So these days he rarely pushes back as hard as he did on you know Monday when I said Denver's defense was still bottom three in DVOA. So hearing him be that adamant about his opinion about it, I was like, well, it's time for me to take a step back and reevaluate some of these metrics. So I did. I went back to week eight and then going forward. I thought that was fair since everybody's played 13 games so far. So that pretty much split the season in half um, with buys and everything figured in. So, since week eight, Denver has the number one EPA per play defense in the NFL. Number one. Jeez. Including the number one EPA drop back success rate. The Lions in that same time frame are 24th EPA defense. So I was like, well, now I need to look at the schedule from that exact same time frame and see what the EPA success rate offenses that Denver's played. Maybe some cream puffs, who knows? So, they played... The 5th, 9th, 17th, 22nd, 23rd, and 27th ranked offenses. So two top 10s. The rest below average that comes out to 17th on average. Detroit, in that same time frame, has played is 6th EPA on offense. Sorry, yeah, Detroit is 6th EPA on offense, so just for reference. Detroit, on the flip side, has played the 29th, 23rd, 21st, 14th, 7th, and 23rd again EPA-ranked offenses. So that averaged out to 19th. And Denver on offense is 19th. So against this level of offense, the Lions have been horrible in defense. 24th, again, just to remind everybody, over that stretch. And Denver has been fucking excellent. So that has to have me leaning. Denver here with the points. I don't feel great about it, but that's the only place I could look when I break all that down and say, okay, Basically, Detroit's played Denver's offense for the last seven weeks, and they're 24th in EPA on defense versus that offense. And Denver's played, you know, an average offense for the last seven weeks, but they're number one. So, yeah, they played average competition, but they're the best at it. So, yeah, Detroit's well above average, number six, but that still means Denver's really good. And I'm getting four points, like, and like you said, they're playing a low variance offense, not turning the football over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's the only way I could lean is Deborah so, in. So Detroit is they're nine and four. And I'm just kind of looking at their schedule. They finish, they play after this game, they play Minnesota twice and at Dallas. Three NFC teams. This, this is kind of like a good spot. For, I mean, obviously, there's no spot to like let down, but like this looks like a good let down spot for them, and, and like everything that you said, like they're not. This is not a great matchup for them the way they're currently playing. Why don't we? Uh, you know, I said before we started, there, there, I got too many favorites and not enough, you know, upsets that are coming. Why don't I? You know, let's put this in as one of the sounders, and um, I think this, it could be danger zone, but let's. Just, I already got a danger zone, so let's let's put this in as one of the sounders. And uh, the second Sounder, Pittsburgh and Denver. So I, I, I like this. Let's, let's go with Denver.
0: All right, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers apparently still playing football. They got uniforms and everything. They're right. three point home dogs to those hot Atlanta Falcons.
1: You sure. You sure they're playing football?
0: Yeah. They got uniforms and everything. All
1: right, let me finish. All right, Denver as a Sounder. Okay, got that. All right, Atlanta, Carolina. What'd you say, current line is? Three. It's been three 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 <laughs> three and three what they're not, they're not gonna change it they're just gonna leave it at three all right um <clears throat> look I don't have much on this this is just a do you have the balls to bet on Carolina at home getting three or do you have the balls to bet on a quarterback in Ritter who can't win on the road what do you got the balls for what do you got the stomach for in this one um, kind of like the fact that, that Carolina's defense is not showing quit somehow despite uh, having a team that literally cannot score on offense and is just pulling teeth to watch. Um, you know, but if I leaned either way in this, I feel like shit. Okay, if I lean Carolina, I feel like shit. If I lean Atlanta, I feel like shit. So, I mean, Atlanta, here, here's the deal. Atlanta and Pickham, I'll – I'll hold my nose and take the three, the free three points with Carolina at home here. I don't like it either way. What do you got? Well, it's a no call on the numbers. The buckets are on Carolina. The predictive model is split.
0: Look, I want Carolina to go win. I sure hope to God that they do. And the only other thing I got, for what it's worth, teams coming off six straight losses. <laughs> Week 15 or later, so in other words – the season's basically over. You suck ass. Mm-hmm. And your home dog four or less. Oh, the suck ass gets worse. Home dog four or less with a winning percentage of less than 10%. Mm. So you suck. That's You've bad. got one to zero wins. It's week 15. You're a home dog, but a short home dog in the history of the NFL. Four and one straight up and five and 0 ATS. Go
1: fucking Panthers! And surprisingly, uh, Carol- and I know you said after week 15, but like uh, Carolina's been Fif- coming 15 off. 15 or later. Yeah, but Carolina this season has been coming off six straight losses twice. So they're doing, they're killing it, man. They got they got two six six six-game losing streaks this yeah, year. Yeah, and
0: guess what happened in the middle?
1: They fucking
0: won, uh-huh. baby. 15, they fucking 13. won. We called the first win. I'm calling the second one. Yeah, let's Carolina call it here. Carolina in- Oh, and in that 5-0 ATS, they covered by... Almost nine points a game, by the way.
1: Okay, let's put that in, too. Carolina, the the third sounder. Why not? Fucking Atlanta. They suck, boys. We need them to fucking lose anyway. Yeah. Speak it into existence. That's right, baby. <laughs>
0: All right, moving on. <clears throat> We've got... Oh, those Cleveland Browns. Oh, Joe Flacco. What year is it? Jesus Christ. Three-point home favorites of the Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, this is a three points. Is that what they put in the contest too? Probably it, it kind of like settled in at three, so I'm sure. Uh,
0: <clears throat> yes, three points.
1: Okay, so I I just – call me crazy. I, li- I really like the Bears here. I know it's – I know I was – I mean, I was on this about a month ago how the Bears defense was starting to turn around <clears throat> and playing better, and whether it's showing in the numbers or not, it's still showing in the eyeball test um, and – you know I've, I I did mention this last week about the Cleveland defense <clears throat> being better at home than they are on the road and last week they actually played bad now at home. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on with that defense because there's not I'm clicking on the on the injuries here for Cleveland. Um yeah there's I mean there's not they're not really missing any anybody that's well actually they're missing Delpit, they're missing Maurice Hurst. So they're starting to get, and obviously we know that um, Garrett is deemed up. Now he's still playing, but. but never misses. Yeah, uh, He never misses, he never he never misses. misses but he's got to be affected. He's not, he's not, you know. Of course. Yeah. So, so they've taken some, and I know that um, the cornerback Ward has kind of been, is it Ward? Yeah. No, not Ward. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Denzel Ward. Yeah. He's been kind of in and out with injuries over the stretch. So. Overall, they're, they're showing some, like, they're, they're not the defense that they were when they were completely healthy at the beginning of the year. Uh, so, I don't know. The weather will, The weather shouldn't affect either team here because they're, they're both used to playing in weather, so there's, there's no advantage there. But with that said, if there is going to be some inclement weather, Fields has proven that he can win with, uh, you know, his his throwing and his legs in these type of games. Flacco is obviously the way better passing quarterback, and he's he's just been playing awesome since he's come in there. But all that said, I'm getting three points. Uh, I like the way Chicago's playing, and I like them to at least be in this game enough that maybe the three gets you the cover. What do you got?
0: I don't have much. There's no call in the numbers. There's no buckets. I'll be rooting for Cleveland to win. Uh, we don't need Chicago to win too many more games.
1: This no, year, I need, I need Chicago to lose, but you know, possibly cover.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chicago, for what it's worth, um, so we've got about six different uh predictive models going right now. And uh, when the particular one that went nine and one last week agrees with uh the more offensive leaning one, you know, that's been pretty good so far, uh, undefeated, in fact. And it does have Chicago, so. I think that's a good sign for the Bears there, but the only other thing I'll say is on the weather thing, I mean, yeah, Fields gets away with it because of his legs, but Joe Flacco could fucking throw a goddamn football through a fucking hurricane, so it's never going to affect him at all, and if their defense just kind of gets into form, I don't know, man. I don't. With, with Fields' legs, it's always a wild card that Chicago can move the ball and score some points, but... He's going to have to be special about it, and Cleveland's used to playing a guy like that with Lamar. Yeah. So that's I don't I don't know how special he'll be against it this feels, defense. Doing it that. it
1: feels coin flippy, you know. It's, it it's, it
0: feels like to me Chicago might be a little public doggy a little bit. So I'm uh, I'm staying away from this one. Partially. What are you
1: showing on on tickets? I was going to look at that. Uh, uh,
0: Got to reconnect here. The I'm
1: that, showing. I'm showing Chicago getting all the tickets and all the money. So you're probably right. Uh,
0: let's see. I've got uh, – mine's 56% of the money. Brown's 51 tickets ticket Chicago. So it's close. I, I, I'm with you, though. It's kind of coin-flipping. It's, it's not going to make my contest either way. Uh, no, I really, really don't have a, a feel for it, to be honest. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, those Green Bay Packers. Ha, huh. woof on Monday night. Three point though, home favorites over those Tampa Bankers.
1: Yeah, and uh that was the danger zone that came in on Monday night on the Giants. So sure the uh, hell was, Chip. <laughs> got that one. Um listen, I know <laughs> I know that I'm gonna be on the bucks here, catching those three and a half, and I already know then I'm going to regret it in the fourth quarter when Baker has the ball and a chance to win, and he fucks it off because he's not going to do that two weeks in a row. He fucking pulled that rabbit out of his ass last week and drove the length of the field to get that win on the road at Atlanta. Um, So I'm just kind of looking to see if anything pops out here. Uh, Yeah, the the laundry list of fucking – I mean, their entire defense. Tampa Bay's entire defense is questionable. It's unfucking believable. I mean, will they play? Will they know? I don't. Know. This is you got to wait till game time to get those those um you know to get the for sure on that. Um, if if most of these and I'm I'm not kidding. It's it's Vea, Dean the quarterback, Golston, Carl, Carlton Davis, Neil, the safety, White the the linebacker. Like the entire defense is fucking questionable. So if most of those play. And it stays at three and a half. I'll be on um I'll be on Tampa and probably just kicking myself by the end of the game. What do you got? Yeah,
0: that's another one I don't have a lot on. Uh, no call on the numbers, no buckets. I'll be rooting like hell for Green Bay. Because I need We need Tampa to lose out now that they did their service and uh knocked off Atlanta for us.
1: What's that one? Six and a half wins? Yeah. Mm, and they got They're sitting at six. Yeah, but they got uh Green Bay, home Jacksonville, home New Orleans, and at Carolina. Hmm. It's going to be hard to not get one win out
0: of that. It is going to be hard, and I knew they were probably sacrificing that, uh, but with Carolina coming up, it was like basically, okay, do you want to root for – to try to hit the miracle in them both or sacrifice one, you know, sacrifice the Tampa Bay, you know, loss to get the guaranteed Atlanta win? That was kind of the way I went with it and maybe still get the Tampa win. There's a if, if Atlanta wins that game last week, then we're fucked on both pretty much. So
1: I wonder I wonder a little bit about with the Christian Watson how he had came on the last couple of games and I know that I know that Jordan Love his rise came before Christian Watson's uh emerges in the last couple of games. But I just wonder him missing last last week. Oh, I think he, it had a huge effect. Yeah, I think I think it I think it's gonna affect him more than um than we might think because he was playing well before um uh, Watson kinda started doing his thing. So I don't know. I just I'm gonna lean to, lean to Tampa Bay, it's a good number. Three and a half. It's 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 just all right there. Now we'll see if if they can um get up to the defensive players on the field to to get this um cover but that we'll that
0: will be the ultimate telling point because Green Bay is going to be able to move the ball either way but they'll be able to move it a lot easier if all those fucking guys aren't out there so
1: yeah and 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 they're fighting, you know, I I guess I guess Green Bay, yeah, they're fighting for a, the last playoff spot I'm assuming but but Tampa they're fighting in, for that. they're in the last playoff spot right now. Oh god, Jesus. There's so many bad teams maybe we shouldn't have expanded the playoffs because there's too many fucking. But you know what? It's good to have motivation in these spots because you know you're getting max motivation with these teams in handicapping. So I guess it's good. Uh, but Tampa's fighting for the division. So yeah. like, you're, you're getting max motivation there. No doubt. <clears throat> All right, moving on to those Tennessee Titans. And uh, this line's
0: ticking down. Ticking back now. Let's see what they put it in the contest. They put it at two and a half in the contest. It's about split two and a half, and it's more like 2.75. So they're forecasting it going down to two and a half. Um, I saw it at three earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically what this line is telling me is uh, Stroud's probably not playing, but take it away with what you got.
1: Well, that's kind of what my question was. If it, How's it saying Stroud's not playing if it's ticking down? It'd be ticking up.
0: Well, it did tick up earlier. To three and it still is a three at a lot of places. Two and a half to three, I mean that might be a little conjecture, but I mean it was it yeah. was Houston minus three and a half on the look ahead. So
1: okay, yeah, yeah. So listen, I think <clears throat> I think that um at two and a half, if the market's telling you that Stroud's out, I want no part of Houston. because uh, it's not just Stroud. They're dealing with all kinds of injuries, both of their starting receivers. <clears throat> well, actually, we don't know if Collins is officially out. He's questionable. He,
0: he didn't practice today, okay. from what I understand.
1: Okay. So so keep an eye on that because if they're out if they've got no tank and no Collins and no Stroud, like literally that's their entire that's the reason that they've been good. Now the defense has ticked up a little bit this year, playing playing above what, what they um what they would look like on paper. And that's all well and good, but offense carries more weight in this league. And if you're missing the quarterback and both receivers, good lord. I mean <laughs> You're you're in trouble. And look, Tennessee, they that quarterback they got, Levi's, he he showed some moxie last week, down by fourteen late in the game and came back and won that. That was incredible. Um, Levi's. Oh, Levi's is playing good. I'm gonna lean to Tennessee here. Um uh, I like the fact that they put it two and a half in a contest because I think if it I think if it gets official that Stroud is is out, um, you can see that line And Collins, you can see that line really move. So uh, I'm leaning to Tennessee here. Let's see if I got anything. Um, yeah, just oh, you know, Vrabel. He's not. This isn't his dog spot, but it is Vrabel as a short home favorite. So yeah, just give me, give me Tennessee. I'm taking them. Yeah, I pretty much took this game off the board. Um,
0: just because it. I mean, from. The look ahead, you three, three and a half, whatever you saw it at. To the two and a half to three. I mean, is it it's not like you said, it's not just Stroud though. If it was just Stroud, that's too much of a downgrade. That's the same downgrade we saw the market have when they thought Trevor Lawrence was out just last week. So he's not Trevor Lawrence. And for rookie no rookie quarterback in the history of the world has ever been worth six points ever. But like you said. The other starting receiver, too, and now you're down to fucking Miles Davis or whoever it is, at quarterback. I I just don't want any part of this game. Miles Uh,
1: Davis. I think it's Davis Mills. (laughs) Whatever it
0: is. Uh,
1: (laughs) We always struggle with his name.
0: So, but I'm with you. If he does get announced out, I mean, that's – but everybody and their mom is going to be on Tennessee at that point in the Super Contest at minus two and a half. So, if you're trying to make up ground, you're not going to do it with that pick. But – you know, probably a free win. So depending on how you want to play that. But here's what I do like. I love the fucking under in this game. So I found a trend digging around big dogs winning straight up, which would be Tennessee last week, and red zone efficiency. And so it's since 2020, and I won't bore you with all the you know uh ins and outs of it, but it's twenty one and one to the under with a delta of the total of eight and a half points, and that's with an average total of forty three. So I took it down to less than the to total, less than thirty nine, because that's where this one's at, and it's five and zero in those situations. And so I'm—I've already bet the under on this game. I love the under as far as the game goes. You said it all. Stroud's out. I'm out completely. So, like I said, I think it's too much of a downgrade to Miles Davis, Davis Mills, uh, Davis Love the yeah. Third, whoever he is. Yeah, one of those. But. I'm, I'm not interested in putting my money behind uh, one of the Davises on the road with possibly, like you said, without a superstar suit. I have no interest in playing Houston if Stroud's not in. So And the Tennessee, if I can snag them at two and a half, which I probably might just do that as soon as we get off this podcast, I uh, probably will do that. In uh, the, the contest, I don't know if I'll play them. I mean, yeah, it could be a free point, but, again.
1: Could be, or, or it could be. Like, we're going to find a lot about this coach for Houston and can he rally the troops when, when, you know, things are not, you know, you don't have your star quarterback because we know Vrabel can. We, we've seen him. We just saw it with him last week. And uh, so we're going to find out if he can get this team motivated when it seems like their season's falling apart. You know, they, they uh, two three weeks ago, they looked like they were going to have a chance to steal this division, and they did have a chance because Jacksonville's lost two in a row. They had their chance to steal this division and kind of take, take a hold of it they haven't. Season's kind of going the wrong way, and now you're losing your quarterback and two receivers. We're going to see if he's if he can just rally this young team who's, who's going to be emotional and feel like the season's falling away. We'll see if he can do that on the road here.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. All right, moving on. Oh, everybody's favorite, the New Orleans Saints. And they are now
1: up, all the way up to six-point home favorites over those New York football giants. Yep, won the Danger Zone last week with the New York Giants, and I'm going back to the well here, so this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. Alright, this one's pretty simple. Let's keep this one short. I hate the coach for New Orleans. I hate the quarterback for New Orleans. I hate everything about New Orleans this year, and why would I not take six free points with a better coach and, hey, yo, it's me, Tommy D, coming to coming to Bourbon Street to wreck shop. Like, yeah, I mean, look, I know that Tommy D is not going to be a real thing in the NFL for long term, but right now, that team, sir. I believe and, his Christian name is Tommy <clears throat> Cutlets. It's probably probably Catholic, uh, more more Catholic than, than Christian, but <clears throat> I know it's I know it's the same. But he he might, <laughs> he, he might take offense to that. You know that he is he is a strong Italian. Uh, <clears throat> he the mojo with with what's going on with him, and and by all accounts, he's a, he's a great kid. Uh, team loves him, the city loves him. Uh, so yeah, they're literally he, calling him Tommy Cutlets. I mean, dude, it's it's you it's love a great everything. fucking story. It's a great story. You love everything about not only the story, but the way the Giants are playing. I know they have the better coach than, than what's on the other side with New Orleans. And even last week, with what New Orleans did with Carolina, that was the phoniest. I mean, I it was phony in the box score. It was phony by the eye test. New Orleans is a dead team walking. They're ready to be put out of their misery and... I don't necessarily think that the Giants are going to come in here and win this game. But just like last week when I hit the danger zone, I you know, they could have beat Green Bay. I, I was pretty sure they were going to keep it close. Same situation here. I think they're going to keep it close with a chance to still in the end. And if I've got, this is so crazy, but if I've got Carr with the ball and a chance to win or Tommy D with the ball and a chance to win right now, give me the give me the fucking Italian, man. I, I, fuck, fuck New Orleans. I hate them.
0: Yeah, um, I followed you on the Giants pick, and I bet them plus six and a half, so thank you for that. Um i yeah. good. I don't have anything on this game. The numbers are split, so no call in the buckets. The predictive model split. I'm out. The crazy thing to me is, like, New Orleans has been a sharp darling all year, and they just keep kicking us in the balls, but yet we keep putting our money behind them, oh, yeah. so I'm just kind of done with it. Um... But right now I'm looking at eighty-four percent of the cash and sixty-nine percent of the tickets are on the Giants. So does yeah, it, does it be square it'll be square. I get it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't I definitely I I definitely would not bet New Orleans. There's no fucking way in the world I would bet New Orleans. And they do both have buckets on them. They're both terrible buckets. That's why it's an no call. Thirty seven percent on the Giants and thirty six percent on New Orleans. So, yeah, I mean Go Tommy D. Fuck it. I don't care.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Moving on. Oh, we've got those Miami Dolphins. And they are, let's say, consensus eight and a half point home favorites at this point.
1: Yeah. This is, Let's keep this one quick, too, because I'm going to lean to the uh, to the Jets here and those points. And the main reason is just because, you know, with the Hill banged up injury situation, you know, he's... He's – I'm sure he'll be fine. Sure, he sprained sure his be.
0: knee kicking another baby or what
1: happened? <laughs> no, he got hurt in last week's – in the, the Monday game. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but he did come back, so he'll be playing. But, you know, again, when you have that kind of just quickness and speed, anything that's going to hinder you, it can't be good. Um, and I'm I'm kind of impressed that, again, the Jets' defense has not quit. They're, they're not giving up. And just maybe, I am too. Cause
0: their coach is probably fired.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but but they're still playing hard. So, and the main reason I'm taking the Jets here, and and and, and is I don't have any other way else to, to look at this is that it's a perfect spot for me to tease down Miami to two and a half, and I don't want to do it. So, if I don't want to do that and I don't feel comfortable doing that, then I should be on the Jets plus eight and a half, and that's what I'm going to do.
0: Yep, no call by the numbers. Our power rankings should get too fucking good. No buckets. Uh, I did find an interesting nugget in this game, though, and it dispels uh, the northeast team going from cold down to playing the warm weather in December. At least when it comes to the Jets and Miami. So, since the year two thousand, the Jets have played in Miami seven times. They're four and three straight up, and seven and zero oh, ATS, covering by eleven points per game and they were dogs in all seven games including 2021 where they were 10 point dogs and lost by seven so i'm inclined to take a flyer on the jets here as well it's pros versus joes on the jets in the market so yeah it's definitely jets are past for me
1: oh and, and one more thing i forgot to mention they the miami also lost their starting center uh williams that came from the cowboys i can't remember his first name but um yeah he settled in at, at center for them and has been just one of the top five centers for the last two years, he's out with a leg injury on IR. So, there that that Miami team is starting to just take some hits along the way. They lost uh, Phillips, the the edge rusher, uh, a couple weeks ago. You can only take so many of these hits. You know, Hills banged up. Javon Holland, they safe. Their star safety is banged up. You know these start to stack up, and you know you can still grind out some wins because they are the better team. But again, you're talking eight and a half points. That that just feels like way too much in a division game. Uh, yeah, I like the Jets here.
0: Yeah, especially if you give the history where the Jets they just oh, I said that was in December, right? I think so. Yeah, so that that's in that's only in December. So they All played right. seven games there since 2000 in December specifically. 7-0 and ATS, covered by 11 points per game, and dogs in all sevens. There was never a time that the Jets were the better team, ever, in the last 23 goddamn years. Never.
1: They just went straight onto my possibility list. All right. <laughs> I always need more.
0: All right. Uh, moving on. Oh, it's <clears throat> those New England Patriots coming off. Uh, yeah, they beat you. Yeah, a, a win. They won a game. And they're eight and a half point consensus home dogs to those Kansas City Chiefs.
1: All I got to say about this is who is ready for New England to give me my number six loss in the contest? Let's get the (laughs) six pack. Let's get a six pack of L's from one team because I'm absolutely going to be on New England. I don't know if they're going to be in the contest for sure yet or not. But um, yeah, of course I'm leaning to I have to. People, I just have to. There's too many points. It's it's a Kansas City team that never wins with margin. They do, Kansas City struggles scoring. And New England's defense has played well over the last handful of games. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the game right now and, and get to the actual numbers. But, yeah, I mean. They've been good pretty much all year except the Cowboy game. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this is, I, I know it sucks. I know I've been in New England, on New England a lot. And I know they gave me given me a lot of L's. But in this situation, I'm certainly leaning to them, and don't be surprised when we talk on Monday uh, that they gave me either another L or I squeaked out a win.
0: All right, so this falls into the Longhorn Lock of the Week. Go ahead. But the numbers agree on New England. The buckets are in Kansas City, so this is only a – I guess that would make this a half a unit Longhorn Lock of the Week, so – you know, take it easy, people. Take it easy in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Which means I don't have to put Kansas City in my contest, thank God. Um, Kansas City's five and ten ATS since 2020 versus non-playoff teams. Just for what that's worth. New England is the predictive is the agreement on the predictive model. But here's what I'll say about this: it's been the worst really kept secret in the league, the Belichick. It's probably done after this year. The secret is out now. I don't like that. You know, I don't like that Kansas City is going to be more desperate than they should be here. And that might lead to Mahomes running more than he usually would, especially in this situation. And Belichick sucks versus mobile quarterbacks. Uh, Overall, I guess it's New England or pass for me. But, look, man, Kansas City is not good enough to lay this many points. So the numbers nerd to me cannot see any way – to play this other than New New England. So it has to be New England or pass for me here. Uh, But I I really hate that that Belichick news broke this week. It would have been nice if it just held off at least one more week. But now it's out there. It's not a question anymore. The players, if they didn't know already, they know now that their coach is gone in uh, about mm, 30 days.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't. That those rumors have been swirling around so long. I don't necessarily think that's going to affect. The it's team. not a rumor anymore. And they right, asked but, about
0: it at point Blake today, and he just dodged it. So it's it's happening. It's over. I know that he's known. I know that he's known. I mean, crap. We know how Kraft does business. He yeah, don't I'm do, sure
1: the players knew. I, I just don't. I don't I, see it. Affecting I don't know that the much. players
0: knew. I'm sure they had whispers or rumors or whatever. But it <clears throat> wasn't like. But now it's confirmed. It is confirmed. He's gone. It's so, confirmed,
1: he, he said that he's not answering it? Yeah, he just dodged his question. Well, that's not confirming, that's that's more That's him leaning. confirming. That, it's more leaning that way, but it's not, a. a, a you gotta, words matter, confirming is confirming. Well, that's,
0: it got reported by enough reputable, not some bullshit person on Twitter, reputable reporters, the timeline, like the story, the, con- the conversation, the actual conversations that have been had, like, enough detail that you know that this is a real story. And the fact that Belichick just didn't come out and turn it down, he just said, we're focused on Kansas City. Oh, well, we're, f- we're focused on Kansas City. I mean, that's enough right there from a guy with that many skins on the wall. You, you know what's happening. Now, that could be, hey, rally the troops. Let's win some for the Gipper. They got my boy Bailey Zappy out there slinging that goddamn rock around. We'll see what happens. Um But I I just don't like that. I don't like that, and I don't like what, especially what I don't like, is that Kansas City is way more motivated at this point than they should be to go win a game. And we saw this earlier in the year when they were scuffling, and they played at that time. It was a really shitty Bears team.
1: Yeah, that was the Bears. Well,
0: I mean, New England's worse than the Bears. They're worse. They're way worse.
1: Yeah, but yes, but. It, so we it, saw it, what
0: they can do to a shitty in football that
1: situation, team. In that situation, home against with the way the Bears were playing then, and in this situation. No, wait, look all, what they're
0: doing this way now. They're horrible on both sides. Well, now they're not horrible on defense, but they're horrible. They cannot score the football, and Kansas City's best unit is their defense. It's their best right.
1: unit. Well, yeah, that's why the over-under is 36 or 37, because it's going to be a low-scoring game, and you're getting eight and a half. I mean, that's just it's, it, – I mean maybe they win thirteen to, to nothing. Uh Kansas City does and and you, and you lose, but um yeah. It's well, it, they can't yeah. they
0: can't win six to nothing like the Chargers didn't cover, so you got that going for you.
1: Yeah. If it's six to nothing, <laughs> I'll I'll cash my tickets. So, yeah. Fucking All right. assholes.
0: Moving on. <coughs> oh God. Moving on. Oh, those Arizona fighting midgets. They're out in the desert. They're taking on that machine. It is San Francisco, and they're 12-and-a-half point home dogs.
1: Yeah, I hate that this is ticked down at 12-and-a-half. There's just no way. You just can't lay that many. That's too many. Like, I know that that San Francisco is a juggernaut, and they're not necessarily a team that I want to step in front of because they are just just taking care of people. But numbers matter, and that's a lot of points. Um, You know, Arizona has been – they're not a horrible – offense when Kyler Murray is playing uh playing for them so you know I can only lean to Arizona and hope they catch that back door I think when these I'm trying to click on the game when these two teams played earlier in the year it was when when Dobbs was there and it uh San Francisco did cover but it was a drop touchdown at the very end to get that cover and now you got the way better quarterback and the points are close to the – let's see. What was the spread in that game? The spread was – it was 14-and-a-half last time they played, and that was in – was that in, in San Francisco, yeah. And that was in San Francisco. So now we're in Arizona with a better quarterback, and it's 12-and-a-half. Nah, these numbers aren't lining up. And, and San Francisco's got some secondary uh, injuries that they're dealing with. They're vulnerable to the pass right now. We just saw Locke you, you know, kind of eat them up and, and – um, uh, yeah, just everything Everything links to Arizona for me.
0: Yep, the numbers agree on Arizona. The buckets agree on Arizona. Now, Arizona is after the buy home dog, which is not the best spot, 25, 29, and 2. But inside of that, this is the numbers gig. Pick of the
2: week. Nerd alert. Nerd. Nerd. nerd! You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All
0: right, home dogs of six or more off a of bye with a winning percentage of less than 40. And last caveat, they scored more than 14 points in their last game. So shitty team, obviously, but had some success right before they went to a bye and they're resting 19 and 1 ATS with a plus 10 ATS margin with an average line of 8. Put that in division and it's 8-1 ATS with a plus 9 ATS margin and 5-4 and straight up. Make that line 10 or more. 5-0 ATS with a 10.5 ATS margin of victory and 5-0 and to the over with an average total of 45. So, this is also the do no Tang teaser of the week. Mm. So, I wrote this. It was 13.5. So... I put it at six and a half, so now we're at 12 and a half. Eh, we'll stay. 16 gets me to, six and a half gets me to 19. We'll stay with what the six. What do
1: you care? It's do no long.
0: Do no long. So we'll stay with the six and a half point. <laughs> so we're going to take Arizona up to, what will be 19. We're going to take the total down right. to 41 and a half, and we're going to take the over on that. So Arizona and the over on the do no long. <laughs> and for what it's worth, Kyler himself is four and one ATS versus San Francisco in his career. Three and0 is a dog and one and one is a favorite and those dogs were all big, eight, ten and a half and seven point spreads. It's the one thing I've always loved about Kyler since he's been in the league. He is the king of the fucking backdoor cover, including a game in 2019 when they were eight point dogs, they were losing after three quarters by 14 and he scored 11 straight to get the cover versus San Francisco. Midget shuffle
2: activated, baby. Let's get it.
0: All right, moving on. Oh, it's those Los Angeles Rams. And they're hosting <clears throat> those shitty Washington Redskins, and they are six and a half one home favorites.
1: Yeah, uh, Washington is obviously on my naughty list and cannot bet list. <laughs> <coughs> they they have replaced the uh, New England Patriots, uh, and these things change. You know, N- nothing stays the same in NFL. For an entire season, uh, at least not usually. Um, so, uh, I can only look to the Rams here. Um, reluctantly, I don't love it. It's a big number to lay at home, and I also don't like the fact that LA is coming off an absolute war on the road with Baltimore last week. That was a that was the game of the week last week. It was back and forth. A lot of you know emotional energy spent there for the Rams. A lot of physical energy spent there spent there for the Rams. Um, and you've got Washington coming off a of buy with fresh legs. So I don't know. Washington's just an, I can't bet team right now. And the Rams, I think are the, um, are, are obviously the way better team, but it is a big number they're laying. I'm going to, I'm going to lean to the Rams land those points. I have also put the Rams in a teaser as one of those teaser legs. It it's a take down, um, uh, to, so I've got them at a half, uh, minus a half. I just don't think that Washington can win his game. I think the Rams might play sloppy and not get the cover, but I do think they get the win in the end. So um, I, I just think that Washington on the bye, you would think that on the bye, hey, let's get regrouped, let's uh, come back out and, and finish these last four weeks strong. Or maybe they planned where they're going to be going to be uh, playing and coaching next year and not and, and planning summer vacations and not necessarily worried about uh, coming out of this bye and getting some wins. So what do you got?
0: Well, it's a no-call by the numbers, but the buckets are on the Rams. However, Washington is in the very best spot after the bye, away dog, 63-51-1. It's a great spot there for the skins. First thing is I love the under on this game. Since 2020, anytime time week four and on, the Rams have played a team that averaged less than 25 rushes per game, 16-0-2 to the under with a delta of nine points to that total. That's with an average total of 45.5. This total is 49, way too high. And the Skins only averaged 22 rushes per game. And also, since Ron Rivera has been the coach in Washington, coming off consecutive losses, the under is 17-5 with a four-point delta, which basically what that's telling you is after a couple of losses, you want to play a more low-variance game. You're trying to get the ship back on fucking on steady water. You don't need a lot of fucking turnovers, so that's kind of what that tells you. Coming off three straight losses under Ron Rivera, 11-1 to the under with a seven-point delta. But the Skins are also 8-4 ATS in those games. So I kept digging. Coming off four straight losses with Ron Rivera at the Redskins. The under's 5-0 with a 10-point delta to the total. But the Skins are also 5-0 ATS, covering by 11 points per game and four and one straight up so all that being said i bet the under and i actually like the skins here look they're in agreement or predictive score model those are eight and three so far over the last two weeks like i said i understand both these defenses suck that's why the total's so high but i also understand that mcveigh is a great coach and he knows he should win this game and i see him playing a very low variance as possible game the Skins have the 32nd ranked DVOE defense now. So the Rams should be able to control the ball and the clock. But when the Skins do get their chance, they should be able to move the ball and score points against this shitty Rams defense. Literally everybody else in the fucking league does. So I like the Rams to win here around <laughs> 23-20. I don't think the Rams are good enough to lay 6.5 points to fucking air, if I'm being honest. And I was way higher on the Rams coming in the year than you are. And I still feel the same about them. They're about... An average to slightly below ever team. Average to slightly below ever team cannot lay six and a half points to anyone ever. So it's skins in the under for me.
1: All right. And um, by the way, there's rumors of um, that the Washington, what's his, the offensive coordinator, what's his name? Uh, Billy Bichelot. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. The, the what we talk about all the time. The, the, Former KC, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyways, there's rumors of him being possibly the next Chicago Bears head coach. So just, No, nah, he's that. gonna
0: be the offensive coordinator in
1: Colorado. I'm just telling you what the rumors are. So we'll see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, we'll see. They, they've they all they've all been. I I said this. I don't know. Long what was it? Six, seven weeks ago, I said these coaches are handing their resumes out, starting to make right. calls. I've I've have said this team is a dead team walking for at least six weeks I've told you and told you and told you don't bet on them
1: well you just bet on them
0: yeah this is the spot this yeah. this is the spot for this nothing team.
1: stays the same in the NFL so yeah it's 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 except, nothing except, lasts forever. except
0: you losing on New England
1: it's <laughs> yeah. not true you you lost you lost on that head- to head on the pod that's true yeah things change all right
0: but you lost more than I did
1: Oh God, they're killing me. They are fucking killing me.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, it's uh definitely the game of the week. It's those Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. Two point home favorites to those Dallas
1: Cowboys. Yeah, and this is the fiddle in the middle game of the week, and I want you <clears throat> I want you cowboy fans to listen very closely to me. Okay. Listen very close. I know we got listeners. I know they listen and, and they, they, they hate when I call them cows, but they are the cows. So you cows fans, listen real this this is it. The, the ride is over. Now it's not over for the entire season, but it's over for a little bit. And you're gonna get your chance for redemption in the playoffs, but the magical regulars <laughs> the magical regular season ride is is coming to an end over the next few weeks because you've got, pulling it up, you've got Buffalo, at Buffalo, at Miami, home Detroit, three-game stretch. This is, you're, you're losing two of these three, okay? And this is going to be one of them. However, I do think that because Buffalo is not necessarily the team that they used to be offensively that just boat races people, uh, they're kind of winning with um, defense and running the ball more than they were and uh, and using Josh Allen to just kind of make the plays to to get them over the hump. That's why I like them. To, that's why I like Dallas teased up to eight or eight and a half or whatever you can get them at. But I do like Buffalo to win this game and cover those two or two and a half points. Uh, get get two wins for the price of one here. And the this is when the Dak MVP ride comes to an end. And 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 look and let me click on Buffalo's schedule here. Don't be surprised if you hear after this game, if it goes the way I think it does, that you start hearing Josh Allen MVP whispers because don't look now, but if they win this one, they go to the Chargers and win. They got New England at home and win. They finish at Miami. Longer will ch- be on New England,
0: though, in that game.
1: <laughs> Maybe. They, they, finish, <laughs> they finish at New England with possibly a chance to win that division. Okay, so... This is going to get hot and heavy here for Buffalo. At the Now, this all goes to shit if Buffalo loses this game, and, for, and I'm completely wrong on, on both sides if if Dallas can win this game. But Buffalo wins. Dallas keeps it close. We get the fiddle in the middle. What do you got? Okay,
0: so this is a very perplexing game for me this week. So the numbers agree on Dallas, but the buckets are on Buffalo. Mm. But the predictive model – agreement is on the cows. Look, there's zero way metric-wise that you can have Buffalo in this game. You just can't do it. You can't stretch the numbers far enough. There's no fucking possible way. Now, I did put a small money line bet on Buffalo earlier in the week. I talked about it on the Monday podcast. And the market jumped in my favor. Buffalo got all the way to 2.5. <clears throat> now uh, pushed back down to 1.5 earlier today, back up to 2.5. Now it's settling around a two. Uh, the contest, it's two. So I, I, I needed to dig around some more to try to find my way through to understand whatever was going on here. So the cash is all on Buffalo and the tickets are on the cow. So it's pros versus Joes. So I had to you know continue to dig. The deeper I dug, the more I found. It, I mean, honestly, the Cowboys are just the better team. So there's no real argument I can make for the Bills, except for the fact that I have watched this Cowboy team. My whole life. Mm -hmm. And this is just a game that they lose. There aren't there's There's not a real good reason why. I mean, I've got a couple here. They're not as good away from home. First of all, three and three straight up in ATS this year. They score twenty four points a game in the row, which, by the way, is pretty excellent in the NFL. But at home, they're averaging 40. And they're seven and oh straight up and six and one ATS. But if you take away that week one debacle in New York for the for the road, averaging where they won forty to nothing, they're only averaging twenty points per game for the rest of the season on the road, and they're allowing twenty five. You couple that with the fact that Bills score thirty at home and only allow fifteen points. This is a perfect storm. Now the Bills are three and three ATS at home, but the three ATS losses they were favored by 15, 10, and seven and a half. The last time they were short home favorites was against Miami. They won forty eight to twenty. Now, the Bills' offense on the road doesn't slip as nearly as bad as the Cowboys, but the problem has been their defense. It allows 22 points a game on the road compared to 14 at home, including 22 to the Jets and 29 to the Patriots. 29 points they gave up at the I didn't think the Patriots scored 29 points the whole fucking season. They scored in one game versus the Bills.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Now,
0: but that's not going to be a factor because, again, they're at home. The weather for this game is not supposed to be great, but it's definitely not terrible, especially this time of year in Buffalo. Yeah, Fort, Forty one degrees, slight chance of rain, but heavy winds. Now Dak has never had the strongest of arms, and the Cows can't run the ball. They're average at successing or at rushing success rate since week eight on offense, whereas Buffalo is number three in that metric. So Buffalo's been running the ball the second half of the season, top three in the league. Buffalo is also 6th in EPA rushing success rate on defense. The Cows are 24th. Translation, Buffalo should be able to get whatever they want on the ground The cow, on the Cows' defense, and the Cows will be totally Dak reliant. So I think the MVP conversation, i put this in my notes, is perfect. So if you like the Cows here, what you need to do with your money instead of betting on the Cowboys is go bet Dak to win the MVP right now. Because it will be all him delivering this victory if they get it. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that they're going to. Mm -hmm. Last thing on this one, the Bills average 30 carries a game at home. That is the magic number in the NFL. Since 2021, teams that allow 30 or more rushes in a game, 128 and 409 ATS. And 116 and 428 straight up. So if you get to 30 rushes. It's fucking lights out. I think the Bills are going to do that if they're smart. And Josh Allen, all his rushes are going to count in that too. So it's definitely Bills are passed for me here. And again, if you like the Cows though, don't waste your money betting minus one ten on this game. Just go bet Dak win because if they win, Dak's going to have the game of his life, and the MVP is done. He wins. He wins the MVP. It's over.
1: He's 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 the front runner at least after this game. Well, he already is the front runner. It's pretty close. Him, him and Purdy are pretty much running neck and neck.
0: Yeah, Pur- Purdy's not going to have another impressive win. I mean, they win every game.
1: If they play Baltimore, what are you talking about? If they beat Baltimore at the end of the season and, and, and he puts up big numbers, That that's his showcase game.
0: <sighs> we'll see, man. I don't know because he's so far behind everything else with Dak. So I, I don't know. I, I think if. if just just because of the way that Dallas is going, in my mind, if they win, the way they're going to have to win this game, he's going to have to throw for 350 yards, three, four touchdowns, and run, and do air. Like, he's going to have to be Josh Allen for them to go win this game,
1: basically. Yeah, but we've seen this movie before, and he doesn't, and he doesn't do that in these movies. So No, he doesn't. So, yeah, give, give me Buffalo.
0: All right, moving on. So, we're not, yeah, we're in consensus on Buffalo there. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on. Oh, my, Jacksonville, Jaguars. They are consensus uh, about three and a quarter. What is it have in the contest? I think they put it at three. Yeah, three-point in the contest. More like 3.25 or so.
1: Home dogs for those Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, listen, we haven't had one of these in a long time, and uh I'm not forcing it, because I do kind of like this, but this is the Big Dick Pick of the Week. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Big floppy donkey no. dick.
2: Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice big cock. I'm going to put my dick in.
1: All right, I mostly love the number here. Uh Three points at home for Jacksonville getting these, and I just... I think the matchup lines up for Jacksonville to steal one here. Uh, you know the Ravens are ten and three; they're they're kind of cruising to that um, to that number one seed in the AFC. It's not it's not they can't afford a loss, but they're not going to be like super you know motivated to like let's go crush this team. And the fact that they like to run the ball and Jacksonville is good against the run. They're going to force Lamar. To beat them over the top and he absolutely can so so this could go way wrong for them for sure um because lamar's having a really good year of passing the ball but you know it's it's on the road it could be in some sloppy some sloppy rain weather um uh, it just feels like a game and and i'm assuming that that trevor's gonna play him and, and be and be just fine because he played the whole game last week and um and he just, he looked fine. The eye test was like he he looked fine. He was moving around. He took off and ran a couple times. Like like I saw nothing that would affect him in in that way. Um, so it, it it feels a little you know a little trappy a little bit. But but yeah, give me Jacksonville and the three to three and a half whatever you can get it at. And don't be surprised if they walk out of there with a win. That's what I got. What do you got? All right. So no
0: call on the numbers. Buckets are on Jacksonville. The predictive model is split. <laughs> Like Baltimore is another one of those teams whose offense doesn't travel well, which most offenses don't play as well at home as they do on the road. But 31.5 points a game at home, only 23 on the road. But the weird thing about Baltimore is their defense does travel well. 18 points per game at home, only 16 on the road. So scoring will be at a premium in this game. But this is the top of team that Jacksonville can and usually does handle. They're heavily reliant on the running game. Only Cleveland runs it more than Baltimore this season on offense. The strength of Jacksonville's defense is the run defense. If you look at the game last week versus Cleveland, Cleveland couldn't run the ball on Jacksonville. They averaged 2.9 yards of attempt. Now Baltimore's better at running the ball than Cleveland, the number one success rush rate in the NFL per EPA. But Jacksonville has some comps in that range. San Francisco is number 2, yes, San Francisco blew their fucking doors off, but that was more due to the 4 turnover margin. Buffalo's number 3, and Jacksonville held them to 2.1 yards per attempt. And India is number 8, and they held them to 2.5. So it's not some scheduling fluke that Jacksonville is as good as they are versus run. They're just really that fucking good against it. But, and this will be the best rushing defense the Baltimore's face. so we'll see what Lamar can do versus a team that can contain the run. So and he really doesn't he doesn't have his safety blanket at tight end anymore. So, but looking at the flip side, <coughs> what does Jacksonville do well in offense? They throw the ball. Number four and drawback success rate EPA since week eight. What does Baltimore do well in defense? Well, since week eight, they are exactly average in EPA uh, drawback success rate. But there are two things that are keeping me from hammering the Jags here. One of them is what Baltimore is worst at at on defense is against the run. Jacksonville doesn't and can't run the ball. Secondly, Trevor Lawrence has been horrible versus bad defense this year. Baltimore plays the fourth most man coverage in the league. Jacksonville are without Kurt, and the rest of their receivers are a bunch of fucking Jags, and Baltimore knows it. They're going to get in their press coverage and challenge them one-on-one. And Trevor Lawrence, guys, have proven all year they cannot win those battles. So if Peterson cannot come up with a game plan to combat that, then uh, I really, it's ultimately going to be a pass for me here. I wanted to hammer Jacksonville, but that matchup alone tells me and the fact that points are going to be such a premium here, and Baltimore is the far superior team. Obviously, Vegas is telling you that by making them three-point road favorites, not breaking news. It's going to be a tough one. I just I just don't know. And Trevor Lawrence, he surprises us all the time. So maybe he can make plays where plays aren't normally made against Baltimore. And I do think their defense matches up very well versus Baltimore. But, again, at the end of the day, I just don't know if they can score enough points in this defense to ultimately hang and cover this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. I'm trying to look at the those those jag jag wide receivers. Uh, they're, last
0: they're very bad at getting separation. Very bad. Uh, man coverage has been de- the death knell for them.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to argue the man coverage thing because that's a real thing. But as far as just the receivers, I mean, they they played well last week. You know, you know, well enough to put up put up some good points. You know, whether that's whether that's just Trevor being Trevor. Or whatever, but, like... They, and that's a they,
0: good point, because Cleveland plays a lot of man, too. But, I mean, Baltimore's just... Baltimore and Cleveland are the same, but Baltimore's just better at everything. They're better at yeah. running the ball, and they're better on defense.
1: Oh, for sure. And I just wonder... We'll see what the Kyle Hamilton effect has on... I mean, it's just one player. But, you know, it's... um. He's their most. He's their chess piece player on defense. They they move him all over the place. He plays deep safety. He plays box safety. He blitzes. So he he is an important piece for them. So we'll see how that uh that affects that defense going forward. And and even if he's officially out, because he's he's only listed as questionable. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, if I had to bet it, I would I would go with you in Jacksonville. I would not lay the three, but I I just worry I just worry about them being able to. Score the ball again. Baltimore's gonna struggle, they're gonna struggle on offense in this game, so it's it's gonna be a good game. Three points is a great number to get, especially for home dogs. I'm with you with all
1: that. Yeah, it's only 42 and a half on the over under. Jeez. yeah, four, low, low game
0: points are definitely gonna
1: be a premium here
0: 24, 21, 20, you know, something. 21, something like that. Something over like 20. that. All right, uh, moving on. Oh, it's Monday night football. Those Seattle Seahawks are hosting those goddamn dirty, wounded
1: Philadelphia Eagles, and they are four-point home dogs. What's the situation with DK in this game? He's really big. If they're not going to no no suspension or anything, I haven't heard anything about that. No, I haven't either. So I guess I'll just assume he plays. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to reluctantly to the dog here at home. Uh, You know, it's a good bounce-back spot for Philly coming off their their really hard stretch of games. But, you know, going all the way out to the the tip of the fucking country up up there in the northwest isn't exactly a... Are they really
0: in this country? Has anybody (laughs) really proven that, though, really?
1: They're a little too close to Canada for my liking, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll just leave it there. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to take the dog here at home. Um, You know, Philly, I think they'll get the win here, but the way they're playing... Do I think they can get win with margin uh, on the road in Canada? No, I don't. Go ahead.
0: Yep, the numbers agree on Seattle. There's no call in the buckets. The predictive model split. I think this line is finally getting closer to right. Uh, I bet Seattle immediately at 4.5. Mm-hmm. Look, San Francisco was only laying 7, okay? So San Francisco is way more than 2.5 points, better than Philly, obviously. Now, at 3.5, as I've seen it in some books, we're getting warmer. Uh, but it's four in the contest. I'm honestly just going to keep it, let it. I'm just going to let this keep drifting down at this point. I hope it gets under the three. I don't think that it will. But if it did, I'd buy back on Philly. If it doesn't, I'm going to wait. And I'm actually going to be watching this game, and betting it in game, and hoping that Philly kind of struggles a little bit earlier. And I can catch Philly somewhere closer to even on the money line. I think Philly wins this game. Uh, They know they have to win this game. Look, Seattle hasn't won a game in over a month. Uh, But I grabbed them at four and a half on value alone. I think Seattle has a couple more wins in them this year. I don't think this is one of them. But like I said, this is going to be a live wagering game for me. Try to catch both sides. Try to catch one of Longhorns' uh, fiddles in the middle type deal. Or if I was just dead wrong and Seattle's getting their – Fucking tits ripped off. I'm just going to buy my way out of it.
1: But it's a, it's a long middle. No, It's a no long middle. Basically. No long fiddle. So for what it's worth, though, all teams, all teams, since
0: 2012 coming off four straight losses, you would think, oh, of course, bounce back. Nah, 208 and 220 and eight ATS. 138 and 297 and one straight up which makes that Rivera trend that I gave you earlier on the Redskins so much more incredible that he's fucking 5-0 when it's a loser across the entire goddamn league. Uh, After Week 13, it gets even worse on both. Home dogs, four or less, just as bad. So honestly, I'm just looking for a spot to hedge out of my position at this point on Seattle. Uh, So that's why I will be actually paying attention to this game as bad as I don't really want to. I'm gonna have to for my pocketbook because I think that I made a bad bet and uh, probably gonna be looking to get out of it as soon as I possibly fucking can. Well, that's
1: look, man. That's 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 part of the game, man. This is a market, and you got to play it accordingly. And these are just numbers, and numbers change, opinions change. You gotta you gotta be flexible with it with this uh, all the time, all the time. You do like
0: Stretch Armstrong, baby. You gotta be flexible. All right, boys and girls, that was all then them wins coming to
2: the air tonight, baby! All
0: right, boys and girls, it's time you all have been waiting for. It's time for those free, I said, free picks of the week, Longhorn. Lay it on them, baby.
1: All right, for the official NFL free pick of the week, let's go to Saturday game. Let's take Pittsburgh. Um, You can take them on the money line if you want, or you can take the one and a half uh, that it's currently at. Either way, uh, I I talked about teasing them up, so um, that's in there too. But, yeah, Pittsburgh is the NFL free pick of the week officially. Got a quick little um, pizza money parlay lined up here. It is all of the sounders that that you and i both kind of worked our way and talked our way into this week so let's play that out is it is pittsburgh on the money line it is denver against detroit on the money line i put carolina in because we talked ourselves into that but i i bought that up to three and a half so i'm not taking them on the money line i'm putting them in at plus three and a half I got the Giants plus six and then round it out with Jacksonville and I and I also bought them up to three and a half. So if you do all that, Pittsburgh Money Line, Denver Money Line, Carolina plus three and a half, Giants plus six, and Jacksonville plus three and a half. That pays you 29 to 1 and we all do the money dance. That's a hell of a fucking payout
0: right there. All right. So before my free pick, quick announcement. Look, Lori Hole Seekers, I've heard your cries. And I will be putting out a confidence pick bowl bracket. It will be up on the website for free. And it will be there when you wake up Thursday morning. So, what Longhorn doesn't know is he's staying up with me after this podcast and hear me yelling scream as I fill this thing out. So,
1: Feels happy like early
0: Christmas, degenerates.
1: <laughs> thought I was getting close to being done for the day.
0: All right. Free college free pick of the week. Those new Mexico State Aggies. Minus three and a half. Diego Pavia is looking for to put the crowning jewel on his college career. Jerry Kills head coach, one coach of the year in Conference USA. He will have his boys ready to fucking roll in this game. On the other side, Fresno's coach is stepping away, quote unquote, for health concerns. Very Urban Meyer of him. Their best starting defensive and offensive linemen are out for this game. I don't know if they're sort of starting quarterback playing or not, but what I do know is uh, this team is a team that won the Mountain West last year. They're used to being the champs. They've won the championship three out of the last five years. So they're used to playing way bigger bowl games than this uh, and against bigger teams. Last year they played at Washington State and beat them straight up. We had that game. And now they're in the New Mexico Bowl versus the hometown hero in Pavia. Look, there aren't a lot of New Mexico State fans, but I can promise you every single one of them will be at this game to send their version of Johnny Football off in style, <coughs> and nobody is traveling to this game for Fresno State. So, Aggies, oh Aggies, the hills send back the cry, we're here to do or die, oh Aggies, oh Aggies, we'll win this game Another reason why. And when we win this game, we will buy a keg of booze and drink till the eggies, till we wobble in our shoes.
2: Hey, G, G, hi, he, yes, haggies, haggies, haggies,
1: go Haggis! I will leave right now. <laughs> if, you do, if you do that again, I will leave the fucking business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta admit,
0: though, it's pretty uh, amazing they have the line that will buy a keg of booze and drink to the eggs, so we wobble in our shoes in our actual fight song. That's amazing. Yeah, that's
1: pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I have to actually watch this quarterback you've been talking about. (laughs) He's fun to watch, man.
0: He is like the mini Mexican Johnny football. It's pretty amazing.
1: God bless him. All
0: right, and then my Pizza Money Parley. It's only a two-teamer, but I wanted to build something that you guys could bet on this weekend. So we'll take the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks plus 210 on the money line. The California Golden Bears plus one twenty-five on the money line. Two team money line parlay pays you six to one. Pretty good payout on two teamer. So that's the pizza money parlay for college this week. All right. All right, Longhorn. Tell them about that fabulous <clears throat> website one more time. All right. That's going to
1: wrap up episode number one seventy-seven. Yeah, 177. Even I knew that. Uh, yeah, so go to the website, the Football Glory Hall, and check out the – look, you just heard the announcement. Check out the free picks because we are going to have, by the time you hear this, I guess every bowl ranked, or I'm not sure exactly what he's going to do with it, but he's going to yeah, have some sort of confidence Yeah, it's a confidence thing.
0: pick bowl. So, look, some of them are out there by spreads whatever. Don't play those contests. Those are bullshit. Those, these numbers fluctuate so fucking much. You want to play a confidence pick pool – it's ranked 1 through basically 41 or whatever and 1
1: through 90, 90 bulls whatever pretty is. much so It'll that be up all and night it's just picking
0: winners and assigning confidence ratings to them.
1: All right, yeah, so go there check out those free picks, check out the buy picks tabs we got college we got nfl get in on that if you haven't already be sure to share and subscribe the podcast don't be stingy and if you do any of these things we become partners for life and as always in a mostly non-sexual way people stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again Come on.
0: Ah damn it, people never pay a book again. Steven Tyler, take yourself, baby!